According to a most recent Gallup poll, three out of four Americans pray regularly. And then at special times, the numbers rise to nine out of 10. 50% of patients want their doctors to pray, not just for them, but with them. Interest in prayer seems to be back, if in fact it ever went away. To pray or not to pray is really not the question. The question that we really want to know is, does God hear us? Does prayer make any difference? Is prayer power or placebo? Is prayer wishful thinking or divine intervention? Does prayer change things or change us? You know, when Palm Sunday fades into Passion Week, we find our Lord in the Garden of Gethsemane. And there he falls on his face in prayer, and this is what he says. My Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Deep prayer, agonizing prayer, life and death prayer. And I know many of you have been there. Some of you are there today. So you want to know what is possible in prayer? And does God really hear us? Can he do anything about what we're going through? I think it's interesting that in this petition, Jesus poses the question of possibility. He says, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. So what is possible in prayer? Well, let me say a couple of things. In the first place, relationship is possible. You see, prayer is not so much religious activity as it is a relationship with God. Oh, my Father. Oh says it's urgent. My says it's personal. And Father says it's family. And so Jesus says in this brief agonizing moment of his life, and I paraphrase, of course, Dad, we've got a serious family matter to discuss here. The cup is bitter. I'd rather pass. We need to talk. The real purpose of prayer is not acquisition from God, but rather intimacy with God. And deep prayer will bring that to you. Maybe more than any other religious ritual, prayer creates an intimacy between you and your Lord that is deep and vital and abiding. Prayer is just developing a relationship with God. Prayer is also bringing to life the resources that are available to us. Now, I love baseball, so and I love to quote Yogi Berra. The great Yogi Berra was, was catching a baseball game, and the score was tied two outs in the bottom of the ninth. And so the batter from the opposing team stepped into the box and he made a sign of the cross over home plate with his bat. Now, Yogi Berra, he's a Catholic himself, he calls timeout, wipes the plate clean from the sign of the cross, and reportedly, I don't know, he said to the batter, why don't we just let God watch this game from the stands? (laughs) Well, that may be good advice in baseball. God does not want to watch us from a distance. God wants to embrace us in a close relationship. God wants to come to us right where we are. You see, the the resources of heaven and earth are available to us 
And with all of heaven working and a host of people praying for the best possible outcome, then we discover potential we never imagined and the peace that passes all understanding. Jesus said, Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened. The potential is there. So I ask you, will you tap the resources that are already yours? Those are the possibilities of prayer. But I must be perfectly honest with you. There are some things that we cannot expect from prayer. Prayer is not magic. Prayer is not manipulation of God. In fact, there are some things that God, by his very nature, cannot do. God will not always please you. (laughs) I know we don't like that idea, but it's true. God would not always give you your first request. Jesus said, oh, my father, I pass on this. And yet God replies to his very own son, I'm sorry, but that's not possible. We need to work further on this. You need to go to the cross. Most of you have lived long enough to know the truth in all of this. Ann Landers once printed this prayer in her advice column a few years ago. It read, Dear God, help me be a good sport in this game of life. I don't ask for an easy place in the lineup. (laughs) Put me anywhere you need me. I only ask that I can give you 100% of everything I have. If the hard drives seem to come my way, well, I thank you for the compliment. Help me remember that you never send a player more trouble than he or she can handle. And finally, God, if the natural turn of events goes against me and I'm benched for sickness or old age, Help me accept that as a part of the game, too. Keep me from whimpering that I was framed or got a raw deal. And when I finish the final inning, let me rest in retirement with you in the blessed assurance that I played the game as well as I possibly could. Prayer will not always please you. Prayer will not always protect you from all harm. It just won't do it. It's not always in God's plan, at least his ultimate plan. You know, Philip Yancey opens his book, Disappointment with God, by telling the story of Richard. He's a seminary student who lost his faith in God. Richard became a Christian in college, and, well, he frequently attended church meetings where there were great testimonials, great witness about God's protective care. But unfortunately... Richard experienced none of that care in his life. His fiancée, who introduced him to Christ, dumped him. His parents divorced. A prospective employer duped him. In fact, four years Richard was a Christian, things had gone from bad to worse. Finally, one night in a seminary dorm room, Richard and God headed out. I don't want to tell you how to run your world, said Richard but you need to give me some evidence that you exist. But God said not a word. After four hours of waiting, said Richard, I stood up and said, I will forget God and live my life in my own way. I was converted that night. I was not converted to God. 
but from God. You know, I've met my share of Richards in life. People who are disappointed and hurt. Caught down in the struggles of some particular pain and doubt. Who picked up their faith and just walked away from God. My friends, there are some things that prayer will not do. Jesus said, O my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. From that prayer, I've learned over the years to pray the prayer of serenity. I know a lot of you know it. It goes like this. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Sounds a lot like the prayer of Jesus, doesn't it? Oh, my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass away. The good news, of course, is that is not the end of the prayer. Jesus comes back a second time, saying, Oh, my Father, if this cannot pass from me, then may your will be done. And that's where all prayer ultimately ends. May your will be done, Father. So let me say just a few things about the will of God. First of all, there is a will of God. The will of God is, well, it's not as hidden as we sometimes make it out to be. It is the will of God that the world would be saved. It's the will of God that his kingdom would come on earth just as it does in heaven. It's the will of God that not one of his little ones should perish. It is the will of God for good to overcome evil. And it's the will of God for justice to roll down like rivers and righteousness like a mighty stream. It is the will of God that you and I learn to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. It is the will of God that you and I hear the cry of the needy. Come to think of it, I know a lot more about the will of God than I am usually willing to follow. (laughs) You see, God's will is not a mystery. It's the lack of determination of, well, my will, and maybe yours, that makes following difficult. While temporary circumstances may prevent God's intentional will from taking place, the ultimate will of God will reign forever and ever and ever. So again, the truth is, there is a will of God. And furthermore, the will of God can be known. What is God's will for me? (laughs) It's the wrong question. We need to rephrase the question like this. What is God proposing to do where I am? How do I fit into his plan? Well, I don't know about you, but I usually ask God to give me a road map. I want every turn and every move mapped out for the rest of my life. We know God doesn't work that way. God's not interested in a road map. God's interested in a relationship with you. And so, I keep saying to God, could you give me some directions? I need to know where to go. And God keeps saying to me, why don't you just climb in? Let's go for a ride together. And by the way, 
You don't get to drive. <laughs> Just ride. And I keep saying to God, show me the way. Give me some direction. And Jesus, he just keeps coming back to me saying, just follow. Just follow. And I keep saying, what's it going to be like somewhere down the road? And Jesus just keeps on saying to me, it's just one step at a time, Larry. (laughs) It's just one step at a time. And here is the next step. There is a will of God, and the will of God can be known. We read all about it, and we find all about it in the Bible. And there's one more thing about it. The desire to please God pleases God. (laughs) Now, you won't always get it right, but if you get your heart right, if you move in the right direction, God will honor your willingness to follow He hears you, and he will do what is best for you. You know, I was ordained 30 years ago in my home church in Blackburn, Missouri, by my father-in-law, the Reverend Walter Marsis, who, by the way, is still in ministry, full-time ministry, after 60 years of service. Now, I still remember the desire I had to please God when Pastor Marsis placed his hands on the top of my head and gave me a blessing. I just want to tell you folks today that after 30 years, I can still tell you that I have a desire to please God and that a desire to please God still pleases God. Of course, I haven't always gotten it right, not as a pastor or a husband or a father or even as a friend, but I've tried to move in the right direction. You know, I've never gone anywhere where I thought I would go, (laughs) but I've always wound up where I needed to be. And that's true in your life too, my friends. And so my prayer to God is this. Lord, whatever you want, and wherever you want it, whenever you want to, that's what I want too. There is a will of God, and the will of God can be known. He shows it to us in his word, and he confirms it so often in our prayer. The desire to please God pleases God. The fact is, God will never desert his own, including you. And so, my friends, it is no accident that on the cross on Good Friday, Jesus finally says, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. I leave you today with a phrase that has shaped my life. It's engraved on this small ship that was given to me as a gift in my very first congregation. It says, the will of God will never lead you where the grace of God will not keep you. There's no doubt, my friends, that God hears you. And that makes all the difference. Amen.